Alrighty, it's the long overdue question. Let's go over what your characters actually look like. Does anybody want to start? Um, I can start. Mm-hmm. So Misty is tall. She's like five four, five five, um, and she's pretty thin, but you know, fit because she plays sports and everything. She's got tan skin, long dark brown hair, usually on a ponytail. Uh, gray eyes. I think that's it. She's usually wearing like plain t-shirt, running shorts, kind of shoes. Alrighty. All right, I'll go next. So Lonzo, he's a uh, he's a black kid. He's got the big Dr. J afro because that's his inspiration to play <laughs> basketball. Uh, he's a, he's also tall. He caught a pretty decent growth spurt. So he's like he's like five ten, even though he's fourteen. Nice. But he's super lanky though, like 5'10", 110 pounds. So, okay, that's like anorexic. <laughs> All right, maybe let's go. Let's go. He's like 5'10", 130. Okay. Yeah. That's tall. Yeah, he's caught a growth spurt. You know, he used to be like he was like five five when uh when the school year started. So he ain't grown into himself yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he likes he likes to wear his uh his classic Chuck Taylors. Generally, with like some some short shorts, to, some short shorts to match the basketball league, and uh, yeah, he likes to wear his, his prize Dr. J jersey. But other than that, he wears like tank tops and stuff. How big is um his pro? Uh, let's go with it's about twelve inches out there. That's a big nice. Pro. That's wow, a big pro. that's impressive. It's a huge pro. All right, nice. I did not imagine him with a fro, so I am happy that I know now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Percy. Uh, I'm the only jock who hasn't hit their growth spurt yet. Uh, <laughs> Percy, Percy is like five two, five one. He's you know sometimes he aches, so he, you know he's he's about to hit that big growth spurt. Getting there. Um, but yeah, he's like he's shorter than Misty. Okay, you're also a year younger than me, I think. Yep, I'm a big fat eleven years old. And uh, let's see, Percy always gets to wear nice clothes, nice new clothes, I should say. And yeah, he's got like red hair. And yeah, um, what else? Freckles? Only, only if he's been in the sun a while. So okay. um, usually, usually by the time like winter it's gone but then by like mid-april he's got him going you know <laughs> let's see the hair is kind of long but not that long and it's uh really curly as well okay the sun starts to set and you are hugging montana and he cries why won't you let me finish this? Why won't you let me finish what he started? And then he passes out and slips out of your arms onto the ground. Oh, good, because I, I didn't really have a good answer for you. Phew. Other than, like, you shouldn't be doing that, but... It's like you, know. you, probably, you probably shouldn't have killed him. Uh, yeah, that's ca- yeah. We call that capital murder. Yeah, that was the fear. 
the sun has set. The backpack runs out of battery. What would you guys like to do now? And Gail. Uh, I mean, I guess we probably need to try to get back to civilization, but I don't think. Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure how we get Montana back with this. She's passed out. We can I guess we'll him. just have to carry him. Yeah, it'll take a little while. Oh, but... God. Wait, how far away are we? Oh, this is going to be really difficult. Yeah, actually. we're like 12 miles away. Yeah, we're pretty far. We're, we're, all, we're all strong. So. <laughs> yeah, but it's 12 miles. And then we have to pick up our bikes. Too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could. Yeah. I wonder if there's like a gas station. AJ's running late, so I'll be playing AJ for the time being. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think we really have a choice, though. We gotta, gotta get yeah. What are you saying about a gas station? Like maybe there's something in the area. Like as far as like to call, to try to call his parents or something. Or, I mean, or even the police. The police? You can't call the cops. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I mean, man. This is some weird doctor? stuff. And well, okay. Well, first off, we have all this weird stuff. We have this. We have this magnetic backpack. Plus, we have Boomer. Plus, we have uh, your friend who just tried to murder somebody. Uh, yeah, wouldn't you like him to like be asked questions and stuff? Not by the cops. Not really, that, not by the police. Yeah, that implicates what us. Talking about they are the cops. Uh, the cops are the only thing that keeps us protected from the the vagaries of the night. Man, speak for yourself, uh, Percy. They don't protect me. <laughs> Nah, I think I, I vote no on cops right now. Well, what about an ambulance? That can can um is there any way that we can check Montana out and see like if he's really hurt, if he's in need of medical attention? You lift up the side of his shirt and he's got a big, big bruise spanning from the top of his hip all the way up to his armpit region. Okay, yeah, he should side. he should see he needs to see a doctor. Yeah, yeah, let's try to get to a gas station call an ambulance, and then we can probably get our parents from there. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Two of you pick up Montana by the shoulders, doing the best you can, and as you start to leave the woods, you have a feeling that you may be forgetting something. Uh, did we get the backpack? Well, Jack O, I'm not sure where you uh, went. Oh, did you get the hat? Please tell me you got the hat. He was wearing the hat, I think. <laughs> okay. Well, it fell off. Um, oh. And I would like to pick it up. You rummage around a little bit, and you find it, but it's ruined. Oh, boy. Um, well, I'm still going to hold on to it. Yeah. When I get home, maybe I can find the uh, letter he supposedly wrote me. Okay, so we have, uh, we have Boomer. We have the backpack. Uh, have do we need at least one of the discs. Yeah. What about the, what about the bullies? I thought it was just Jacko, or was it both? I think of the it was boys? just Jacko. At this point, I don't even know. Wait, what happened to the other one? Hmm. He was never. I think it was just Jacko. T was never. Okay. Here. Cool. 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 Should we look for Jacko? I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh. If he found his way. Uh, if he found his way out here, I think he can find his way back. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I did. Honestly, we're even now, right? Like, like I tried to save his life. 
we stop Montana. That's that's even, right? We're even. Is that unanimous? It's almost unanimous. I really just don't want to look for him, but nagging guilt. I mean, how far did he? He didn't fall too far, right? Yeah, like whereabouts did the car head when it flew off? You don't know, but the powers that be give you a feeling that he's not too far off. Okay, can we can we call his name a little bit and do a little searching? Would you guys be okay with that? I just I would hate it if he was like dead or something. I don't know. Yeah, let's at least check on him. You head off into the forest a couple of feet, and not too far away, you find the car that he was trapped inside. You walk up and peek through the passenger side window, and there he is. Vomit all over his shirt and pants. In a very compromising position. Oh, God. He looks alive and breathing. Is he conscious? He's unconscious. Oh, my God. Uh, Uh, okay okay this abandoned train depot has to be close to like the highway or something right yeah like we'll find something we we can only carry one at a time like yeah i don't yeah it's true i don't think i don't know if we can carry both of them he's covered in vomit he'll he'll just be really embarrassed when the authorities find him i mean unless Unless you think that you two can carry Montana and I can carry Jacko. I don't really want to, but I also feel really bad leaving him. Yeah. Uh, I would say Jacko's bigger than Montana. No, he definitely is, but I don't really feel right asking you guys to carry the vomit-covered guy when it's my idea. AJ can try to help you. Oh, <laughs> thank you, AJ. Now we will both be covered in vomit. Okay. Excellent. AJ and Misty pick up the vomit cover Jacko, and Lonzel <laughs> and Percy pick up the battered and bruised Montana. And the six of you start walking down the rail track from whence you came. And after a decent amount of time, you find yourselves at the edge of the forest where your bicycles are. And you um, somehow very awkwardly and with much effort start to walk towards the road with all your equipment and right as sun sets fireflies begin to come out whoa how lovely yeah i love firefly season i like it too i wish i was carrying this vomit reeking (laughs) person so i could enjoy it a little more the song Stand By Me by Ben E. King begins to play. Aww. Nice. The conversation opens between the group. Is there anything you'd like to talk about? Uh, hey, Percy. Hey, buddy. Uh, What's up, Ponzo? Uh, so, I mean, I understand your, your buddy was getting bullied and everything, but did you know that he was a murderous psychopath? <laughs> A murderous psychopath. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, to, be, to be honest with you, um, no. I, I I feel like um, he didn't have that in him, but it could have just been that um, he never had that type of power before, and he was a little power drunk. Well, we don't know. I find it 
a little hard to believe. I mean, who knows, but that this would have all just been over a stolen hat. Maybe some other stuff happened, too, that we just don't know about. Well, we've been fighting and dealing with those two for a long time. Um, I could totally see him finding whatever device he did. And then, I mean, like, I look out for Montana a lot, right? Um, So the thing is that, like, you know, we got out a lot of scrapes together. And... Yeah, he's just, you know, I don't know if he's ever, like, ever been able to beat them, like, straight up before, so. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I guess looking at his stuff, his, stuff, his backpacking gear, it's a little um, a little similar to Boomer. Maybe they come from, like, a similar location or something. Maybe. We could ask Boomer. Oh, that's a good, good idea. Hey, Boomer. Do you know anything about this uh, backpack deal? Uh, which backpack? The car battery backpack? Yeah, just if he yeah. knows anything about the, the gear that Montana had. The backpack, or the car battery thing and the anti-gravity discs. Mm, that's two questions. No and yes. Oh. Wait, no to the backpack? No to the backpack. But yes, yes to the anti-gravity yeah. discs? Oh, well, yes. yeah, I guess that makes sense. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. what about the, the battery that was powering them? I think that's just no. a car battery. Okay. Okay. Man, how does anyone our age get something like that and then know to attach it to a car battery? Oh, yeah. Car batteries are also pretty heavy, but I guess you, there were cars around. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um. Yeah. No idea how he got his hands on the. You walk out of the forest and into the bright moonlight, walking along the highway, the open road in front of you. Are we just trying to hitchhike now? Or find a gas yeah. station? That was the original plan, huh? Yeah, we can look yeah. to the left and right, see if we see a gas station. Yeah, well, are we familiar with the area? Would we know? You are not familiar with the area. But you see no gas stations around. Oh, damn. After walking another mile. Wait, do we know the a... direction back to town? Yeah. Okay, so came. we're walking back to town. Yeah. Okay, cool. After another mile, you hear the telltale signs of a truck coming up behind you. And soon afterwards, the headlights stop right behind you. Out of a Beat up red Toyota truck. A brown skinned man with long, straight black hair, in jeans, work boots, and a red flannel shirt, pokes his head out of the driver's side door and says, Do you kids need a ride into town? Yup. Pretty, pretty badly. <laughs> Don't yeah, that, mind that'd the be fantastic. <laughs> he comes over. And helps you to pack your bicycles into the bed of the truck. And he looks over Montana and says, this kid's hurt. He needs to go to the hospital. Yeah. yeah that's where we're trying yeah. to take him. Well, get in. There is room for five of you in the bed, but one of you has to sit up in the cabin. Uh, let's put Jacko in the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that one's also unconscious, to be fair. I don't, I don't know. I. Uh, All right, I'll I'll go in the bag. Just give me the discs, just in case something goes awry. I want the back. Well, I guess it's dead. I don't care if it's dead. Give me the backpack and the magnetic disc. For you to go in the in the cabin with the guy, or in the back? Uh, in the back. Okay. Oh, okay. I guess. No. That's why I'd be prepared, man. Okay. Yeah. So review for me. Who's who's where? My vote is that AJ sits in the cabin with the dude. Okay. And the rest of us can sit in the back. Uh... Okay. <laughs> unless, unless you'd rather sit in the cabin with the dude. I mean, we're offered an opportunity to talk to somebody else, a, a new person. Because we don't know who this is. Is it any? It's not anyone we know, right? It is not. I mean, normally I wouldn't just trust a random stranger, but God, I mean, this is pretty desperate right now. You don't have much of a choice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if, you, you know, if you want to talk to him, go for it. Stranger danger, for sure. You know, that's that's the only thing I'm a little afraid of. Since I'm, you know. Why don't we just put Jacko in there? We don't care about him. I what mean. I mean, if the guy who's driving is okay with having this vomit-covered kid in his... Or, or you put Montana in there, and, you know, if he starts convulsing... I don't know. an adult right there, instead of us panicking. I mean, it's better for an adult to panic than us. I don't know. I, I'd, I'd rather keep an eye on Montana. Mm, I mean, yeah, me too. Trying to think about his health. I'll, I'll sit in the cabin. Okay. Brave. Unless someone else really wants to. I don't particularly want to, but I, don't, I also don't really want to stand our Jacko there. I'll sit in the cabin with you. I think it can only fit one. Oh, you can only you fit may one? You be able to fit one. Yeah. All right. I'll sit in the back, then. Okay. I'll sit up front. The truck starts up again and starts heading towards town. In the bright moonlight, Jacko and Montana pass out in the bed of the truck both in their jeans and white wife beaters and in the moment you start to wonder if the two are really any different at all in front of the cabin there's a package wrapped up in cloth sitting in between misty and the man the news is on multiple reports of local residents hearing booming sounds quite possibly explosions by the old rail yard Local authorities have been called to the scene. Could this be the final escalation of American-Soviet tensions, dooming you and your family? Tune in at 10 to find out. Wait, where were the authorities then? Whatever. They were late. Yeah, I was going to say too late, which I guess is lucky for us. Man, I was about to get my wish, y'all. <laughs> yeah, the police to come. Yeah. The truck drives into town. Is there anything you'd like to say before you arrive at the hospital? Just like to say thank you to the guy for helping us out. Yeah, thanks for the ride, big homie. Thank you. He nods his head and he helps carry the teens inside. Before everybody leaves the truck, AJ, before you arrive, there was some open kind of just conversation 
talking, anything like that. Is there anything you want to ask your teammates or anything before we move on? Yeah, like what are we going to tell everybody once we drop these two unconscious people off? Oh, well, um, what's his face? Montana has some bruises on his side, so uh, we're just hiking, and he passed out. That's my life for Montana. And I don't know what to say about Jacko. Um, hmm. I should have a story so we can tell him the same thing. Yeah, we're just all hiking together. That's all. And they got a little tired and flustered and passed out. Probably some, probably some heat exhaustion. It's the height of summer. I like that. Let's stick with heat exhaustion. Perfect. I don't know if that explains the bruise, but we can just say that maybe... Uh, some... he, he passed out and hit his face. All right. Well, the, the, the bruise is from like his hip to his armpit, you said, John? Maybe he was yes. climbing on the rail car and fell or something. Oh, I mean, I don't know how he has those bruises. That's not my friend. Yeah. Well, but, but we're, we need to have some kind of reason why he might have gotten hurt like that. We just uh, found we just found him passed out is what we're gonna say. No way. Before we move on, um, AJ, please describe what you look like to the rest of the party members. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Tennis shoes. Be like Converse, khaki pants, button-up polo, and uh, you know, wide rim glasses and uh. Basic boys cut hair. What color is your hair? Uh, I guess it's go dark brown. Okay. What color are your eyes? Mm, brown as well. Excellent. Pretty boring. <laughs> the ER doctor comes to see the two boys, and the bronze-skinned man corroborates your story. Oh. And you see his badge, Dr. Michael Thorne. In a thick British accent, he says, this won't do, this won't do at all. And he closes the curtain and calls for the nurse and bandages. At this point, the man offers to drive you all home. Um, nice. I'm probably okay to just take my bike, but I tell him thank you. He nods his head silently. And he Wait, can we find out his name? Can I ask his name? You can just call me Stranger. Oh. No. Okay. What? Okay. All right, Aragorn. Definitely, yeah, <laughs> definitely don't. Definitely don't want to ride from Stranger. Uh, well, we just got one. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just definitely gonna do the bike. Stranger <laughs> danger, indeed. <laughs> he gets back in his truck and he drives away. Now it's uh, let's move on to everybody's healing scenes. It is, as if you call, Wednesday night. On the way home, I'm going to introduce a new mechanic to you guys where you may heal each other. It's a mechanic I call Reminisce. When you ask another party member to heal you, you must together form a shared memory in the form of four story points. The person who's being healed starts, and the person healing begins. And I'll demonstrate with Annalisa. For example, I would start, if I was reminiscing, I would say, remember that time when... Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. So the other person will start the memory. So the person who's being healed says, remember that time when, and then the other person brings up like a scenario? Yes. So if you were healing me, I would say, remember the time when. 
Can I say the time we went to the mall together? Then I would say, and we went to the food court. And we bought ice cream. And then I would say, but I dropped my ice cream. Then you made a really silly face and I laughed at you. And that's how that would go. The requirement being two of you must each give in at least two points. And that would be how you would heal each other. Mm-hmm. Easy enough? Sounds easy. Okay. I think Percy wanted to heal with another teammate. Is that true? Uh, Only if another teammate wanted to heal with me. I'm actually full healed. I'm, oh, okay. damage. I'm pretty beat up. I need to heal. <laughs> I'll heal if, with you if you want to heal. All right. I've got um, I've got your healing scene actually uh, written out from what we talked about earlier this week, Wanzel. Oh, cool. Oh, but you can oh, still right. you can still go ahead if you'd like. Uh, no, we can go with the, my original scene. Okay. Everybody else, um, AJ, Misty, Lonzel, you guys ready? Yeah, technically I don't have any conditions, but I think it's. Safe to say, Misty's pretty upset after all this, so she could stand to heal. Okay. It is Wednesday night, and AJ goes home. But once again, the light's on, but nobody's there. There's more sandwich ingredients in the fridge. But before you prepare to spend the evening alone, Marcy Marshall calls you on the phone. She says, hey, I've been trying to get in touch with you all day. Do you want to come over for dinner? I already have dinner plans with my family, so uh, can't be tonight, sorry. Oh. Oh, I see. Oh, of course you must have something something better to do, since since you are one of the popular kids. Wouldn't go that far. It's just uh, parents have made food, and I must eat it, so not much more exciting than that. Oh, well, well good night then. And you hear a little sniffle before she she hangs up. You shower, and you spend the night alone since mom and dad aren't here. Clear off all your conditions. Um. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, AJ, what's up? Oh, that's pretty bleak. <laughs> It is the next day. It is Thursday night. Misty, how would you want to heal? I was interested in going to see if I could visit Montana and see how he was doing. Okay. Misty worms Montana's address from Percy. Is that okay? Yeah, he lives over at blah, 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 and uh, you just take a right at the stop sign, and then another right, and then a left, and you're right there. Okay, thank you, Percy. You know it. Misty arrives at Cypress Knees Mobile Park, surrounded by a chain-link fence with a chain-link door uh, gate thing. But the sign says, beware of guard dog. 
It's a moderately, moderately well-kept trailer park nestled in the trees, right before the edge of town. You walk up to the trailer that Percy tells you belongs to Montana, and you knock. And one of the blinds peeks open, and you see Montana's eyes. And he says, you have 10 seconds before I call Rufus on you. Um, Montana, can I just, I just wanted to talk for a little bit. I just wanted to see how you were doing. Apologize. He narrows his eyes and says, we can talk. Well. Oh, like this is us talking? Yes. Well, no, Misty didn't say that. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> um, well, God. Um, look, I know I don't really know you at all, but I have the feeling that for you to have done all that stuff that you did the other day out in the rail yard, you were probably really hurting. And I wish that we had taken the time to talk to you and figure out what was going on and maybe resolve things more peacefully. And that's not how it turned out at all. And I think we just ended up hurting you more instead. Um, and that really sucks. So I just wanted to tell you I was really, really sorry that we hurt you. And um, I wanted to see if maybe I could make it up to you somehow. What do you have to offer? I thought maybe if it was something that you were interested in, um, I could teach you some stuff that I know about self-defense. What kind of self-defense? You have piqued his interest. Well, my softball coach, she also teaches kickboxing. And a couple years ago, she asked me if I might want to take some lessons with her because she thought I might be good at it. So I don't know. I've learned a fair bit of stuff. Thought maybe I could show you some techniques. The blinds pop back down and you hear some ruffling. And after a second, the door pops open and Montana is shirtless. He's bandaged like a burrito from, from hip to chest. Oh, poor thing. And he says, let's get started. <laughs> oh, nah. wait, now? Now. Oh, well, I didn't really have anything planned, but okay, let me, give me a second, let me think. Um, okay, I guess this is an okay way to start, not ideal, but, um, and she holds up her hands in front of her facing Montana, palms out flat, fingers together, and says, all right, punch him. Yeah, <laughs> that's encouraging. You and Montana train into the night. Clear off your conditions. Okay, got it. Uh, Mr. Baldwin. Yes, sir. It is now Friday, and you go into work like you're supposed to at Cypress Junior High. Miss Sullivan has to go take care of something, and you have to watch these wild-ass kids before they're being picked up from your from what is essentially turned into after daycare service for you and you are the supervisor oh great you see two children one who looks quite sunburned and one kid with a little spinny cap you know the, the little hats with little spinny things on top of them oh yeah <laughs> with a bunch of colors they look to be about <laughs> 10 years old 
the spinny cap kid is running away from the sunburn kid who is chasing him, saying, help, help, he's crazy. And the sunburn kid says, give it back, give it back. The sunburn kid tackles the spinny cap kid to the ground and starts wailing on him. And you are the authority on duty. What would you do? Oh, man. Well, I grabbed the sunburn kid. Let it out. (laughs) You know what to do. (laughs) Yeah, I immediately... No, no, I'm not going to do that. Okay, so I grabbed the sunburn kid by his shirt. Careful not to smash the sunburns. And I pull him off the kid and tell him, cut that out. We can talk about this. And uh, I make sure that the spinny cap kid doesn't try to run away. Perfect. The sunburn kid points at the other kid and says, he stole my holographic first edition Power Warriors trading card. It's the new hotness from Japan. And the other kid says, I did not. And the other one says, he did. I kept it in my backpack for lunch. And when I came back, it was gone. I know he did it. Okay. Okay. First off, you know, I'm not going to be the bad guy and shake you down. If you say you didn't do it, maybe you didn't do it. Did, I turn to the sunburn kid and say, did you check everywhere in your backpack? Did you check in your desk? Did you check in your locker? Yes, I checked everywhere. You checked everywhere? I know he stole it. He was talking about wanting one anyway. All right, spinny cap kid. That's <laughs> what I'm going to call you. Let's go. Empty the pockets. Uh, the spinny cap kid does not comply to a search. Okay, spinny cap kid. Let, let's just get one thing straight right here. <laughs> you know, you're in summer school for a reason. Uh, I'm here because I'm getting paid, sort of. You're here because you're delinquent. If you don't want to stay here longer, empty the pockets. He ponders his options. And he empties his pockets. And he does find the card. Well, look at this. You pick up the card. And you gaze at its shiny foiliness. The card tempts you. (laughs) Keep it, keep it, keep it. But the kid who owns it is right there, right? All three stare at the card longingly. Wow, I I snap myself out these days that this random card just put me in. I say, uh, okay, this is yours. I give this back to the sunburn kid before I get caught up too much more. And then, um, yeah, that's the uh, the spinning cap kid. Why would you steal this? You fucking liar. You know why. Do you know how much that is worth? Um, the, the owner of the card runs away. Yeah, that was weird. Um, so how much is it worth then? It's worth at least $25 for one. And that it may, even, it may be even worth more by next week. Um, listeners. Just to let you know, $25 in 1982 money is about $5,000 billion. All right, well, especially for 
10 year old or whatever this kid is i mean i mean you know inflation guys yeah so i was tell us finny kept kid so you know why don't you get your own money and buy your own cards and hopefully you know buy your own booster packs and hopefully you get one of those i mean i have my uh prize possession uh first edition rookie of the year dr j edition trading card which you know may not be worth 25 bucks but sentimental to me at least like i do anything you say and he takes a swing and tries to punch you in the balls uh, <laughs> uh, you gotta give it to him yeah i just grab his fist. <laughs> i casually grab his fist and i tell him uh yeah you may have to rely on some subtlety to steal that but just always remember there'll always be someone bigger and better out there for you and a lot of them are nearly as nice as me he goes and then he he wrestles himself free and then he runs away uh okay i need to i need to go after the sunburn kid uh the owner yeah okay yeah okay you find him all right. Uh, so, so I tell him, okay. So you know, since uh, Miss Sullivan's gone, I'm in charge here. You know, he stole the card from you. We found out that he stole the card from you. There is no real reason for you to run away like that. You were completely in the right, and we solved your case. He looks at you strangely and says, "Okay." So why'd you Can run away? I go now. No, you can't go. Why'd you run away? Because, <laughs> because I have my card back. And I don't care. Man, okay. Okay. Go you going to chase me anymore? No, I'm not going to chase you. Just make sure you keep that thing safe. You know, not every kid is nice, and you're not always going to have someone big like me to help you out. Okay. Yeah, they're bad people in this world. Don't be sorry. Be careful. He listens to your lecture intently. Yeah, go on. Continue okay. on. Okay, I'm going to go now. Miss Sullivan comes back, and she brings you into her office and says, Good job handling that. Here's your paycheck for this week. And she gives you $5. Uh, you saw all that? Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for the backup. You're here to work for me. Oh, well. Is there, yeah. uh, is there anything you'd like to talk about with Miss Sullivan before the scene ends? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I just want to bring up the point that I feel like there's some weird stuff going around in this town. Do you ever feel like that? What kind of weird? I don't know. It's tough to describe. Maybe supernatural. Supernatural? Yeah, I don't know. Like superheroes? Uh, or like the Twilight Zone? I would say more like the Twilight Zone. Just very, very eerie and some weird stuff happening. I don't know. I just get a weird feeling recently just walking around town and stuff. Um, don't know what to tell you, Lonzo. But no, I haven't experienced anything like that. No, oh, so, I mean, if something weird happened to you, what would you do? What kind of weird? Uh, I don't know. Like, maybe you just found something that maybe you shouldn't have found? Hmm. Do you know what I used to do before I came here, Alonzo? Um, 
Judging by the shades, I'm going to guess some sort of federal agent. She takes off her sunglasses. And her left eye is sewn shut. Ah! A hollow orbit underneath. In her other eye is a bright silver iris staring into your soul. Oh, shit. My job was to look for weird things. And when I found them, I disarmed them. And I saved lives. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Is there something you're looking for, Mr. Baldwin? Is there something um, you really want to ask me? You know, just if I chance upon the situation, what do you think I should do? I'm not really the running away type. I'm not really into vagaries. I believe that you must know exactly what you're doing at any point, down to the molecular and atomic level. Otherwise, you put yourself in danger. You put other people in danger. Oh, well, I think that's actually the advice that I really needed. She resumes her shades. Sorry, I didn't mean to expose you for your, your shades like that. It's just you always wear them inside and stuff. See you Monday, Mr. Baldwin. Thanks, Miss Sullivan. Thanks for the money. <laughs> so wait, what was what was wrong with her eye? She was missing one. Okay. I heard a hollow orbit. Oh, an orbit's your eye socket. Oh, oh, weird. Okay, cool. I did not know what that was. That is all I have planned for tonight. Nice. Nice. Sullivan seems kind of badass. <laughs>